Ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 50. Can you believe it, fellas? We have made it to 50 official episodes. Tonight's broadcast, like all our others, are proudly hosted by North Central Indiana's Rock 98.5. We have a great show for you tonight. T-Bags is bringing to us a challenge inspired by the great Lester Bangs. We'll be talking about some funeral slash viewing songs, and we're going to take a look at Guns N' Roses on the anniversary of signing with Geffen Records back in 1986. Before we begin this evening, I wanted to read a small passage. I'm reading a book by the late, great Neil Peart. I just hid my voice there while I said that, so the boys could see the book. As I read this, it just seemed so profound um, as to what's going on in the world today and kind of a lesson that we're missing. Uh, the entire book is, uh, it's called Ghost Rider Travels on the Healing Road, and it's all about dealing with the death of his daughter and his wife. Two short paragraphs. Here we go. When my whole world was pulled out from under me so completely, I was left feeling so flat and weak and helpless that I was unable to cope with the details of everyday life at all and had to accept that help that was offered so willingly by family and friends. Once I was able to accept the idea, I was amazed how much they would and could do to help me survive those dark days. John Steinbeck once wrote that sometimes the nicest thing you can do for someone is to allow them to do something for you. And I learned the truth of that insight too. For perhaps the first time in my life, I surrendered my independence and my proud self-sufficiency. And once I had opened the window to the warm breeze of compassion, my worldview was utterly transformed. I fell into their open arms. My brother Danny was one of those caregivers and he sent me a quote from Thoreau. At death, our friends and relatives either draw near to us and are found out or depart further from us and are forgotten. Nearly everyone close to me had drawn near through that time. And one day in the house of mourning, I remember saying to my friend Brad, you know, I used to think life was great, but people suck. But now I've had to learn the opposite. Life sucks, but people are great. So I thought that was kind of appropriate in this spooky yeah. coronavirus world <clears throat> where all we like to do is get on social media and argue with each other about numbers. And instead of coming together, like many of us thought that this virus would do for society, it's drawing us further apart and making us pick sides. So. I think the world could use those words. Yes. And with that see, thought, oh, sorry, Muddy, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I see a lot of both things happening. Well, and, I hope yeah. so. Um, we will discuss further, but first, I've got to introduce the boys. With me tonight is Metalhead Mundy. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Mundy. How's everybody doing? Doing quite well, thank you. And back from a very busy last week, tea bags. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes, only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's, it's tea bags too hot for TV. Hey, nice to be back. It's great to have you back. Thank you. Yeah. So did you uh, manage to uh, eke through that week of busyness and virus and all that? Yeah, it's um, it was a double-edged sword. I was really grateful to have a job because some people, you know, just kind of got laid off on the spot. And uh, But being in communications and having dealing with a few different entities where I had to communicate what those businesses were doing during this time. And no one really knows what they're doing. It's just a constant stream of uh, communicating. So um, it's job security for me. I'm very grateful to have it, but I was tired by the end of the week. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's starting to slow down a little bit. I think people are settling into the fact that we're going to be doing this for a little while. Yeah, it looks like it for sure. Mundy, how'd you uh, manage to get through? 
Uh, pretty good. I don't, uh, I don't know how many people out there know, but I, I'm a trash man. So my not, my job is not going anywhere. So because <laughs> <laughs> people tend to raise a little hell if you don't get their trash picked up. <laughs> and now that everybody's home all the time, they're creating yeah. more trash. Yeah. It has it? been a little heavier a couple days this week. I've noticed. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of people, uh, cleaning early now too yeah so yeah we've started for sure what about you steve you guys hanging in there yeah surprisingly the uh the virtual learning that we're doing with uh using google meet to hold classes with students has gone really well the attendance has been good Um, kids are pretty involved i think they kind of like it but Mm -hmm. um it's interesting too because now i'm hearing from the kids that they miss school and they wish they could go back, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things where they couldn't wait to get out, but now oh, I miss school. And I definitely know they miss their activities with all the sports and yep. extracurriculars being taken out of their, out of their way. At, I don't know. They really figure, they understand now what they had while they were doing it. Right. Yeah. I definitely, I miss going to see the boys in the band, you know, because that was, they were both doing indoor percussion and that got, they performed what, two or three times and then the rest of that is done. So, yeah, that's crazy. It's Justice's senior year. So that's a little, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel terrible for seniors, but I don't know. There's still a possibility we can get back at the very end. We'll see. Doesn't look good, but yeah. All right. Well, with the notion of being, nicer to people and coming together yeah. oh i was going to switch over to our uh, our songs but we've got uh, lester bangs in our midst <laughs> we do and uh before we even get into lester bangs um you guys want to kind of just tell people where we can be found and stuff like that like uh I, i'm encouraging people you know check us out on facebook because we really love some input you know some maybe some challenge answers and challenge questions and stuff for us so uh, wanderings and gatherings on facebook yeah um and i'm over on uh, twitter and uh instagram at foggy's pal and um, i'm also lurking around the the facebook page as well monday um i'm on instagram at metalhead monday and for the show also you can find us uh, like Steve said, we're hosted uh, by Rock ninety eight point five, and that's Rock ninety five dot com. Yep, yep. There's a podcast tab at the top, and uh, you click on there, and there's a section devoted to us, and you can get our past episodes there. And you can also find some of our really past episodes at SoundCloud dot com. Just search Wanderings and Wool Gathering, and they're all there waiting for you, including the minisodes. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so on with the show. Um, I'll jump into the Lester Bangs Challenge. Um, I thought I had the date down, but I don't have it on here, but I think it's 1996. And uh, if you guys don't get it after the first round, I've got a few things highlighted that I'm leaving out for now, and uh, so we can go into a round of clues if you need it. All right. Okay, here we go. Blank may be an 18-year-old newcomer, but she's nobody's... Uh, Probably ran into a word I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ingenue. It's got ingenue. Like a, ingenue. Ingenue. Um, the, the dark, moody tales of romantic obsession and betrayal on her debut album suggest that this singer-songwriter has already packed a lot more experience and intrigue into life than most of her peers have. While her naughty, defiant edge will probably inspire comparisons to Alanis Morissette, Blink's relatively literate lyrics and spare brooding arrangements uh, evoke more sophisticated influences. Traces of P.J. Harvey are evident in Blank's low, breathy voice, which is often startlingly precocious in its ability to project bitter irony and passionate yearning. We can stop there. Is it yeah. Apple? I got one more. Occasionally, nope. Blank, uh, Blank does sound corny or overzealous and we're reminded that she's still a kid, but think of how formidable mm. she'll be with a few more years of troublemaking under her belt. So, yeah. Billie Eilish? I think you were right the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's Fiona Apple. And yep. um, it's interesting. They gave her a very mid-range three stars review. At, and they said that that was classified as good. Uh, but I wanted to do uh, a, a 
a recap of like when she first came out because she does have a new album coming out this year called Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And she's pretty fun to follow on Instagram too. So she's quirky. Yeah, she's quirky. I have to check that out. I love her first album. I kind of, I didn't follow her too closely after that, but that first one blew me away. First one's great. Extraordinary Machine is really good too. I love that one. Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. But uh, I'm interested to see what she does next. And good on you guys for knowing it right away. I had to blurt it as fast as I could because Mundy gets every one of these. He's a stinking cheater. I know. And you know by that shit-eating grin that he's got it. As soon as the dots. That one was almost immediately, I think, within the first sentence. I was like, oh, I got it. I think from now on we should handicap him and he should have to listen to only every third word. Maybe maybe I'll do it for maybe I'll do it for my other camera where it cuts in and out anyway. (laughs) Perfecto. All right. No, that was excellent, Tony. Um, We will not have Lester Bangs challenge next week. Um, We have a really big show, and it's not going to fit in there. So we will do that again in two weeks, and that will be brought to you by Metalhead Monday. I think it's two weeks Monday. Yeah. All right. Okay. So challenge this week. Uh, was to come up with songs that you would like to be played at your viewing or funeral. Yes. And uh, I did post this on Twitter and on the Facebook page, and I got some answers. Sweet. So let's roll through a few of those. We're going to hold off on two because two people actually had the same answer that I had and Metalhead had, and we will talk about those when we give our answers. Okay. All right, so... The first one was from Chris Moat, and his choice was Old and Wise by Alan Parsons. Yeah, I was not familiar with that song, but yeah. uh, I went and listened to it, and <clears throat> I, it makes perfect sense to be used in this way. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it sounds very dated, but I, I, it makes perfect sense. It works for this challenge. <laughs> The title alone yeah. makes it sound like it works. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it dated musically, but the lyrics are solid? Uh honestly, more I feel like it might be dated more production, just kind of the overall sound of it. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not familiar with it, but I <laughs> that's why I love doing these things because I will be yeah. checking that out for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. The next one. <clears throat> wasn't so much a choice, but was a funny story. Uh, this came on the Wanderings page from Jody Malott. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> she said, my mom wanted the theme to Footloose played, and we were all ordered to dance around like fools. And we did. <laughs> so I bet that was, uh, was pretty awesome. So thank yeah. you for sharing that story with us. A uh, friend of the show, Michael Cerevolo, popped in. Um, those of you who don't know, he's the president of Schechter Guitars and the leader of Beauty and Chaos. And he picked The Long Goodbye by Beauty and Chaos, featuring the great Wayne Hussey. That is a fantastic uh, yeah. song. It is, it really is, it's pretty cool. A lot, of, a lot of great piano work, awesome vocals, little solo flares thrown in here and there, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd say uh, get yourself lost in the Beauty and Chaos sounds too. I mean, go beyond that song, because. Man, I got some good stuff. Yep. Yep. And Wayne Hussey's voice is so good. It's one of those that's just aged perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Waters, who we had on the show a few months ago, popped in and he would like to, this is a big surprise, he would like to have Dave play uh, <laughs> in concert to him, including their version of 2112. <laughs> wow. It's tough <laughs> way to get a private show, but I bet it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it would be awesome. He just, they have to outlive him is the key here. So, because he's not an old guy. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Ellison said he would like to hear Bridge Over Troubled Waters by Simon and Garfunkel. I'd say, yeah, I'm surprised that didn't pop up more than once. Because, I mean, you know, it's just, it's kind of perfect for that. Uh Yeah, that was a great choice. It's very... uh, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, this is actually one that I had thought about, but didn't choose. Jeff Sink said that he would like to have My Way by Sinatra. 
Yeah, a little that's obvious. Cool. Yeah, going out on top. That's kind of a cool thing. I like that one a, a little lot. on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah. classic. It yeah, is. Absolutely. Brandon Bogue said he'd like to hear Trapeze Swinger by Iron and Wine. I did check this one out. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Iron and Wine, like not just because I don't know them that well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did listen to this, and it's like a seven-minute epic. And but man, it's really good. I would suggest everybody checking that one out. Yeah. Uh, the next one will be for you to share later, Mister Monday. Um, my daughter jumped in and put in there "Dancing in the Sky" by Danny and Lizzie. So okay, I'll check that out. I <laughs> what I thought she did the One Republic song. Oh, she switched. Okay. <laughs> It's how things work normally. All nope. right. You mean she wanted to do too late to apologize? <laughs> <laughs> She's sorry for 2004. <laughs> um, Cortland Funk, fellow educator from uh, Illinois and huge comic fan. He would like to hear What Light by Wilco. Hmm. I'm vaguely familiar with that, but I don't... I, yeah. I missed that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm not... Is that on Twitter? I didn't no, see was, anything that was on Twitter. No, there were some on Twitter and some on my own page too, my own Facebook. Yeah, so. I saw the ones on Facebook, all of them. Yeah. Um, Kyle Brust, this answer will not surprise you, Tony. Yeah. He just wants that sound you play while turning the crank on the jack-in-the-box to play the whole time, <laughs> anticipating him popping out of the castle. Yeah, that's Kyle. It is perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my wife decided to play and she wants to hear she's like her brother. She cheats. She couldn't just pick one. Yeah. Indigo Girls, the Wood Song. And uh, I'm not sure who the original person is with this one, but it was played uh, by a large choir, Omnia yes. Soul. Yeah, I I had to say on the uh, <laughs> I was telling Lacey that that her Indigo Girls song was cracking me up just because of the title. Like the song is perfect. I mean it mm-hmm. works. Yeah. But the title cracked me up just because of her aversion to wood. To wood. <laughs> That's very true. Oh. And then, then uh, oh, go ahead, Tony. I was going to say, the odd thing is, I have the same aversion mm-hmm. to wood, but my little sister and my older sister didn't have that. It's just me, Marion. Yeah, crazy. And that Omnia Soul, we heard the first time at the Howard <laughs> County Music Festival with an entire, like, a couple hundred choir kids. And it was incredible. It was a beautiful song. Gotcha. Last one before we jump in. This is a true story from my neighbor who popped in right before the show. So I'm glad she did. Her mother passed away this week. And so she said, we had my mom's funeral today. And on the way to the cemetery, Guns N' Roses, Knocking on Heaven's Door was on the radio. Uh, so nice. very apropos to that. Yeah. And of course, the show tonight with us doing Guns N' Roses. So mm-hmm. Excellent. I want to thank everybody for jumping in and, and playing with us tonight. That was a lot of fun. Right. Okay. Hey. Metal? No, go ahead. No, I was just going to turn it over to you because we like to make you go first. And no since problem. I issued it last week, I get to go last. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when you issued the challenge, I knew one right away because it's one I've had for years and years and years, ever since the first time I've heard it. And I've told my wife so many times that as soon as the sentence starts coming out of my mouth now, she's like, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Can you call her over to say it while you're doing this? (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, um, one of the listeners sent in, um, there's an old Irish, I don't, it's almost like a toast. The lyrics are almost like an old Irish toast but it's called uh, The Parting Glass. And his version was, I don't know, it looked like a a high school or college choir. I don't know. Yeah, that actually came from um, Mackenzie Gammons. Okay. A young lady, yeah. Okay. I think you're correct about the choir. Sorry. Her, the one she sent it. Um, But my version that I love is from uh, Chicago's own The Tossers. And... 
it's funny because it's not really listed on any of their albums, but it's kind of like a, a hidden track at the end. Like the last song just kind of keeps playing and then this kicks in a few minutes down the road. And it's really haunting because it's just the the singer and the fiddle player. And it's, man, it's it's just beautiful. It's simple. And I love the lyrics. So, and it, it, it really is, it's about someone it's basically someone who has died from their perspective it's saying you know i'll say all of this stuff as i go away and fill to me my parting glass so it's pretty cool excellent that's cool great choice by both of you i kind of wish sometimes i like the surprise of you know hearing each other's answers live on air but i kind of wish sometimes we'd share ahead of time so yeah. You check out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to consider that sometime. Yes. Switch it up once in a while. Tea bags. All right. Well, are we are we going in any certain order? Whatever order However you choose. You okay. Um I think I'm gonna run mine backwards a little bit here. So my number three choice would be uh, a song called Trusty and True by Damien Rice. And um you guys will just have to check it out and, and listen to the lyrics. But uh, what really kind of solidified that for me is I got to see him live and it was just him and a guitar. But um, he kind of explained it. And it has a very Irish uh, kind of Celtic thing at the end, too. And it just felt like uh, it's just about everybody kind of coming together and real positive message. So I, did, I didn't really have a lot of stuff. My choices weren't really about like me leaving as much as it was like just leaving a message <laughs> behind, you know. Sure, that's so, fun. Yeah, yeah, that's why I picked that one. Damien Rice. All right. Yep. Yeah, you've used him before on the show. Yeah, um, one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go in the backwards order as well because my third one was just dumb. I kind of picture this being played like last just to throw people off, but I'd love to hear Jump Around by House of Pain <laughs> after a couple meaningful songs where people are kind of like, oh yeah, I get that. And then that just came on. Well, <laughs> if you did that, I could totally jump around because I still know all the lyrics to that song. See? My death is for you, buddy. <laughs> oh. All right, Mundy, what's your second? I kind of, after I got that first one, I didn't really know where to go, but I, I kind of started thinking about um, Johnny Cash and especially his later stuff, the American recording stuff he did with Rick Rubin. And I, there's a song that he did. Uh, I don't really know the history of the song. I don't know. I didn't look to see who wrote it or who recorded it other than him, but it's called Would You Lay With Me? And it's just a really, really, I mean, just a beautiful song. It's kind of him singing it to his lady love. And um, I mean, it's basically, you know, just kind of a, would you stay by my side through thick and thin kind of thing. And um, his voice just, man, it makes it, it's so heartfelt and just emotional and, it's just a great song, but funny, funny enough, it would also work pretty well for a wedding. So <laughs> what year are we talking about? Uh, oh, um, I think it was on the second American recordings one. I don't remember what year that was. Okay. Just trying to place it in the you know framework of his voice. Yeah. Definitely older. I mean, the you know that stuff was like the last stuff he did. So cool. All right, tea bags. All right. Well, if this happens to get played at my wake, you guys just block out a good thirty minutes extra of your day. <laughs> I think the song does come in in about twenty eight minutes or something. Uh, Echoes by Pink Floyd. Um, I. I Steve and I talked. We I used it on the show before and after that. I think Steve and I talked about it a little bit. I told you to go really give it a listen, and um, it's just it kind of takes you on a big journey. I think it's one of the most perfect songs made, but it, there's lots of space where there's no lyrics, so you're kind of you know set to have your own thoughts there. But I do like that it ends. It says 
So I, well, it says, and no one sings me lullabies, and no one makes me close my eyes. So I throw the windows wide, and I call to you across the sky. I think that would be kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I remember my response to you after I listened to that was, regardless of the music, it would just make a great poem. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. but <laughs> people are going to be looking around like, when's this song? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm in a box. I ain't going anywhere. You know, funny, that's, that's so funny too. It's like one of the most awkward things at a funeral or a wedding when you just have to like kind of sit there and listen to a song. Yes. This is something, this is a practical joke I'd love to do sometime is, uh, you know, like produce a video for a wedding or the reception and people are going to watch it. And even if the video is five minutes long, on the timer at the bottom, put like 45 minutes, you know, <laughs> you can kind of see how long something's going to be. <laughs> Just watch people talk, like have mics and flowers or something. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just a little tangent. Nice. All right, Stevie. All righty. Okay. I will go with, um, Jacob's ladder by rush. Um, obviously the Jacob's ladder is that effect with the beams of light coming through the clouds sort of biblically symbolizes, you know, the stairway to heaven, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this song, um, it starts off with the clouds prepare for battle. It's really ominous. The music in this one is very different from most rush songs. Um, And then it ends with all at once the clouds are parted, light streams down and bright, bright unbroken beams follow men's eyes as they look to the skies the shifting shafts of shining weave the fabric of their dreams. I like the whole concept um, of Jacob's Ladder, and I like the way that they played this. It almost starts off as a battle. Thunderheads are rumbling in a distant overture, as they say. It's almost like two parts of a song, but very cool, very different from Rush, and so definitely got to have that played at my funeral. All right, Metalhead, let's hear what the Backstreet Boys have for you. Close. No, not really. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't really have a third one. I kind of stumbled across this song and I was like, oh man, that would work. And it's so different from my other two choices. <laughs> I picked uh Happy Phantom by Tori Amos. Oh, that's good. And interesting, yeah. It's so it, I mean, it's if I died today, I'd be the happy phantom, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of all about that. It's a, it, you die and you're this you're a ghost but you're happy and you're doing all this fun stuff that maybe you didn't do before and it's just it's real upbeat and very the piano is very bouncy throughout the whole thing and i just you know it's just so different from the other two i chose i thought that would be a good one that's awesome i mean i hope we all have another good 40 50 years in us but uh, <laughs> if if you go before me like i cannot wait to see the reaction when that comes on yeah good stuff all right tea bags all right my number one absolute is mr brownstone i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um no uh i I hate it because i've used a lot of these at least artists or the or the songs on the shows before but honestly reflection by tool is like one of those things that always makes me think about my own mortality and just the general intertwining, you know, people and we all come down to a common thing, you know, just be nice basically. But you have to like get your ego out of the way for that. And so, like I said, I wanted to, if it was up to me, I would leave the message behind. And that song to me leaves a really powerful message. So it's my way, I'll play what I want. There you go. Yeah, that's very cool. And I'm shocked there was no Nine Inch Nails on this list. <laughs> Well, every I did go through a few songs, and I was like, uh, the only ones would be some instrumentals I like, because the other ones are, <laughs> you know, he's always he's always a tad melancholy, <laughs> tad bit angry. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> and my number one was actually shared by another person, Tiffany Barnes, chose the same one. It's Satisfied Mind. It's actually a song that was written by Red Hayes and Jack Rhodes. Uh-huh. And uh, the performance was live at a radio station by Jeff Buckley. And um, basically it's about dying with a satisfied mind. Money can't buy back all of your youth when you're old, a friend when you're lonely or peace to your soul. 
The wealthiest person is a pauper at times compared to the man with a satisfied mind. So I'd like to think when we all pass that we'll have satisfied mind and won't have regrets or, you know, won't have to deal with having treated people poorly or, you know, anything like that. So yeah, that's my number one. That's been my number one since I heard it when uh, my sweetheart, the drunk came out a long time ago. That's a good one. Not surprised you chose Jeff Buckle. (laughs) Yeah. Who I wasn't either. (laughs) Well, see the guys are. (laughs) That was a maddening, but good challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that brings us to next week's challenge with Mr. Metalhead. Okay. So basically very simple. Uh, Any genre, anything you like, it does not matter who it is. I want your, uh, I guess three top three or three that you love your quote unquote featured featuring songs. Uh So a band or an artist you like that has a guest on that song. Gosh, whatever you want. I've already got 10. (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) That's a great, I used to have uh, a a long, long time ago, I made a playlist of all my favorite uh, rap songs that had, and that's what I called the playlist was featuring. And that's all it was. That's great. Yeah. I wish it was like lump some albums. What was the uh, pump up? What was the Christian Slater movie about like the rogue radio thing? Pump up the volume. Yeah. Didn't that have a lot of collaborations? Or am I wrong? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. I don't either. I know. Uh, what was the? Sorry, I'm off on tangents here. But what was the? Oh, it's, there's one that has like there's a Tori Amos song called Butterfly. It's a soundtrack. I think it had like the movie had Omar Epps in it. Does it ring a bell to anybody? It was called um, Butterfly. Well, the Tori Amos song was called Butterfly, but it was a collaboration. I'll find it. Let's not waste any time. You're not talking about Higher Learning, are you? Yes. There were some I thought songs. she did Losing My Religion on that one. I think she might have done both. I think she might have had two tracks, but that's when she had like a, a an unreleased track, Butterfly. I remember that. Yeah. But there's some good collaborations on there, I believe. So Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. That, that was a great challenge. Well, have fun. <laughs> Try to narrow it down. <laughs> You're basically shut my brain now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, we will say Challenge accepted. All right. So this week, we were not enamored with a lot of albums that came out. So we look back in history and we noticed that on the day of this recording, March 26th, that in 1986, Guns N' Roses signed with Geffen. And from there, special things happened. And no one thought they would live to see the release (laughs) of their first record. <laughs> yes. And so we wanted to celebrate them a little bit today and go with our top five GNR songs. Do you want to go round robin or you just want to like bust through lists? I kind of like round robin, but maybe starting with Steve since he was last. Okay. You get that? Sure. <clears throat> I was going to go completely away with any of the big songs. I love them, obviously, but I was going to go maybe a little <laughs> bit off that path, but I couldn't not pick welcome to the jungle just because mm-hmm. it was such a slap in the face when it came out and i have a really cool memory in french class in my junior year of high school or we loved our teacher and she loved us and she let us do fun stuff sometimes so she let us play guns and roses in the classroom uh which was pretty fun you know back then yeah and, if you're uh, playing the album uh, there's <laughs> a few curse words in there well you know what do you say class. <laughs> only in french but um, yeah, so w- Welcome to the Jungle um, definitely has got to be up in my top. It was just so different at the time. Mm-hmm. Just a good jolt to the industry, I think. Nice. Definitely a great song. What's interesting about that is it was not, I don't believe that was the first single. I don't remember what the first single was, but whatever they released first really didn't do much. And then Welcome to the Jungle hit almost a year later, and then they were off to the races. The first, hold on, I'm almost positive I know. Um, it's so easy. Yeah, it's that's right. <laughs> it's so easy was the first one. Yeah. Which so. 
Yeah, I, I think we're gonna have some overlap. So I don't know how we do this. Just keep going with our. Well, if you if you pick Welcome to the Jungle, blast it out right now. I actually put I put Welcome to the Jungle number one. Even though I tried to do the same thing, I, I was like trying to just filter through what was you know instant classics on the radio. But um, I I looked at it for what the song for what it was and what it did and how it launched them and just the opening of that. You know, there's so many classic songs out there that if you just hear those first few notes, you know what it is. And and it, it doesn't disappoint. I can listen to it today the same way I can listen to it back then. So Welcome to the Jungle actually made my number one. Um, I did not pick that. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I picked, well, two of mine I think are hits, but the other three I picked are kind of deeper cuts, but Mm -hmm. off of sticking with appetite for destruction. Um, one of my favorite songs on there is my Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, love that. Uh, just the opening is kind of, uh, is very misleading because the opening is kind of pretty and kind of, kind of cool and slow. And then then it just gets really dark. Mm -hmm. And I, the, the best word I can come up with to describe this song is menacing. I mean, the the music is almost scary sounding, and it's just like kind of uh, Axel just sounds mean and gritty, and yeah, uh, such a good song. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like that song a lot too. I almost made my list, and it's still one of my favorites. If I go back and listen to that album, mm-hmm. it's definitely for those those reasons. It's like darker and grittier than most. Yeah. Right. Well, I picked sure. another song off of Appetite. Um, I chose Rocket Queen. I did because it's like two songs in one. It's like the first yeah. part's got this cool groove, you know, it's kind of cocky and angry, and then yep. the second part becomes kind of poppy. Um, the lyrics get a little nicer. Um, just don't listen to it around young kids or <laughs> people who are respectable, not us clearly. But um, yeah, I love Rocket Queen. That's a great song. Yeah, I said uh, like this. It kind of perfectly encapsulates gnr sound i mean it's got the you got the dirty sleazy rock and roll sound and then uh, it's you know really cool intro awesome riff and it has that really strong finish you know where it's just like you said it's almost a different song but man it's so good it's a it's a great album closer and i've always heard this is like one of their best live songs too awesome Tony, yeah, what's your number two? Well, I'm jumping around now since we're still talking about Appetite. Um, and we just brought up It's So Easy. That was my number three in my list of five. Mm-hmm. Um, and It's So Easy, that too, Jeremy, to me, had like a, a sound of like dirty. Skater, oh, yeah. Dirty skater style music. And yeah, honestly, me and my friend Josh Schick, who lived a few doors down, we would just put the tape in the boombox and put it next to our lawn tramp and play it and it, uh, you know, watching the skater movies and stuff and it, uh, so it's so easy had that kind of like, you know, gritty feel that the, that the Pal Peralta stuff had back in the day. That's cool. Yeah. It's great lyrics on that song. Yeah. I really love that song. All right. That song, I made the fire, but I missed the fire fight. That always stuck with me. <laughs> I love when lyrics do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, my next one was used to love her because yeah, I, I oh, like yeah. the softer side of GNR. Um, too. I really like the guitar work on this one and, um, Axel's voice is really good. And the fact that a song that's as seemingly as silly as this one was involved yeah. in two murder trials. It's just yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, I love so the story it. behind it's almost as cool as the song. Used to love her, but I had to kill her. Kill her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did your wife just yell Jeremy? <laughs> i don't know okay hold on guys yep. you all right i'm fine okay <laughs> she's I not just, six feet under it's fine no <laughs> all right just checking i didn't have to kill her <laughs> uh, since we're on that album um and you said softer side i really didn't want to put patience on here even though i love it but here's why i put patience on there if if I look back, honestly, it was the first time, you know, being 15 years old, you kind of just like stick within your genres and you don't branch out much. So when a band actually like is hard rock and then they 
they get a little bit softer. It was the first time that let me appreciate that. And it set me up to appreciate like, okay, Allison Chains is going to put out sap. You know, I think it just let me see two sides to a band. So, um, and if it's on the radio, I hate whistling. So I'll turn that first part down. <laughs> but after that, <laughs> after that, I'm good. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> do you hate it because you can't do it? No, I hate it because, and I'll make this as brief as possible. One, my dad would whistle for us when it was time to come home. Everybody uh, else would yell. Trauma. Yeah, it was like we were dogs, and everybody else was getting called by name. Um, and then this is going to sound horrible. You might get some hate for this, but I grew up around all women, and there's like a frequency that happens there. And so when people whistle, it kind of goes up into that higher. And it reminds me of like when three or four women are like yelling. Wow. I just I want to be very clear here um, to all of the listeners that T-Bags is the misogynist. Metalhead and I, we're totally in the clear. I'm going to take a step back from that one <laughs> yeah. hey. as I'm, I'm pushing you forward. Hey. People didn't live in my shoes, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. So yeah. basically, that's trauma too, I guess. Yeah, it's just all trauma-based. So <laughs> whistling is a very Pavlov's. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny yeah <clears throat> all right Monday. what do you got for three um how about a little civil war how about it uh opener of use your illusion Two. love the song uh i think civil war is kind of the best of gnr's big overproduced hits like mm-hmm. you know with both use your illusions there's several songs that are just huge. Like they went from this dirty little gutter band to trying to, I don't know, be the biggest band in the world. And mm-hmm. I think out of all of those songs, civil war works the best. And one of my favorite things about this song is Duff, his bass work on civil war is just outstanding. It's so funny that you that. say they tried to be, but they did. <laughs> and no, November I mean, they Rain, were. November yeah. Rain was one of the most viewed videos <clears throat> ever, isn't it? Didn't it pass a Maybe. billion or something? No, uh, not November Rain. Sweet Child of Mine. Well, November Rain was one was hit a big plateau as well. It was it came oh, out not it? too long ago. Yeah, I didn't see that. I'll I have to that, look it up. But Stephanie Seymour was in it. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> no, that's a great choice, Jeremy. Thank good. Yeah. I, I went with uh, off Use Your Illusion 1, Live and Let Die. And for similar mm-hmm. reasons, I feel like there was still some really great guitar work on there. It kind of held on to the rock style. And yeah, looking back, it was when they were starting to get overproduced. And, you know, I guess if you're going to pick like a jump the shark thing, it's, you know, maybe happened after these two came out. You know, come to think of it, though, I don't know if it was really that they were overproduced because Mike Clink did. I think all three of those appetite and both user illusions along, I'm sure with like Axel and whoever I'm sure helped, but I'm pretty sure it was all Mike clink. So it may not be that they were overproduced. Maybe they were overwritten. (laughs) That's true. There was something like buying for commercial success that appetite didn't even have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Okay. I found it. Are you ready? Yeah. Forbes reports that November Rain became the first music video from the 90s to hit over a billion YouTube streams. Sweet wow, Child of okay. Mine was in the 80s. Yes. So this was specific for the 90s. Gotcha. And they were getting 560,000 views per day in 2017. Wow. 2017. <laughs> that long after it was released. That's impressive. That's yeah. nuts. I remember seeing the uh, the push on their social media to get Sweet Child of Mine up over a billion, but I, I didn't see the November Rain stuff. Yeah, and I almost picked Sweet Child of Mine just because of the opening guitar. It's so it's kind of like today it's for great me song. with the Pumpkins. You know, it's got that yeah. unmistakable opening guitar. Yeah. Um, I did go to my number four. I went with Yesterday's, and the reason okay. you ever just. For no reason, I'll just love a song. Like you just listen, and yep. I, I mean, I love the piano in it. I love with Guns using a piano, but I can't even really put my finger on it. I just every time it comes on, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Love the feel, I guess. I'm not sure. 
and the lyrics are good, but it's not something I would say, I love it because of the lyrics or I love it. Just the whole package. I just do. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm a Guns N' Roses fan. I like that song, but that, that's not one that I would say would be like one of my favorites. But like Steve said, you just like it and you listen and like it and there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I intentionally didn't pick any of the big songs, so. Yeah. It could have conceivably have been seven or eight. I'm going back to Sweet Child of Mine real quick because that was my, that rounds out my list. And like I said, I kept trying to stay away from them because I really didn't kind of rock out to the whole Appetite album and that stuff. But Sweet Child of Mine is another classic. And I like the softer side too. So once in a while, it, it edged out November Rain. That's what was in my notes. So, um, but I think people. It's a great know. love song. It is, and there's people have done a lot of great covers of that song too. So, I don't know. It just kind of—I'm sure that song sparked a lot of other musicians. What is a uh, what's what's a great version of it that we should go check out? What's your best? Um, I have to look in my—I have like a covers playlist. I'll do that while we're talking. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I got two more. So go for it. Yeah. Um, uh, my other, my last three are all off of Use Your Illusion too. So uh, my next one is the second song on that album. It's called 14 Years. And <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of songs on the Use Your Illusion albums that um, Izzy wrote and sang. And uh, this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job singing on this song. Axel comes in strong on the chorus it, you know it just works really well with the two of them singing and it's just like a kind of it's just got this loose jangly kind of sound that I think Izzy really identifies with you know he's like big Stones fan and all that stuff so but I just I love the song so that's one of my favorites it really was on deck for me as one of my next ones and I like the piano on that one too yes very much so those were good albums. Yeah. Uh, you had another one? I've got one uh, more. Don't you yeah. have one more, Tony? Don't we all have one more? Um, I think I went through mine. Mine were Welcome to the Jungle. Living I think Tony's got, oh. Tony's got eight up on like overlaps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I stuck to five. Did you guys stick to five? Yes, I did. I got five. I don't cheat I, like you. I was sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last one comes out of left field, I'm sure. But the garden, I love the song. I love the lyrics. I think it was cool to have Shannon yeah. Hoon, who I really liked, and Alice Cooper on it. And um, I don't typically love the guitar solos after the you know second chorus and all that when we get the breakdowns and all. I don't typically love those, but I really like this guitar solo, and I love the cool groove through the whole thing. And I don't know, it's something about gardens, but. It seems like all my bands have songs about gardens or titled garden that I love. (laughs) So this is just another one. Well, there's two in a row there because you have the garden and Garden of Eden. That's right. (laughs) But I don't like Garden of Eden as much. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My last one was You Could Be Mine. I I just, I remember that video and I was like, holy crap, Terminator's in the video. (laughs) (laughs) But I just love that song, man. It's just a fun solid just rock song and it's great and again duff man that bass is whew, so good yeah man good memories listening through some of these songs i remember yeah, i somewhere i probably still have the cassette single for you could be mine because it was not <laughs> on an album really i mean it might have been on that soundtrack but i wasn't gonna buy that whole soundtrack for that song <laughs> <laughs> right very good. I, I went back and listened to everything over the last couple of days while I was outside working. But yeah. the one album I and really... And love Chinese Democracy. Except for the song with the Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you know, I know which one you're talking about. The, the spaghetti incident doesn't have much that I just love. There's a couple of songs. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's some cool covers. There's some really great, I mean, it's all covers, but there are some really great covers on there. And what I like about there's a lot of Duff and Izzy Mm -hmm. uh, singing on there, which is different. And it really, that album does a good job of showing their roots and what they came Mm -hmm. up listening to and loving and that. So I, I like that. They're paying tribute to their heroes basically. Yeah. 
I loved uh, You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory and uh, Hair of the Dog. Yes. But um, I, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I like that they partially covered Big Dumb Sex by Soundgarden. <laughs> and then the that? Manson song at the end. Yeah, yeah that's it, weird. The hidden track. Yeah. So to yeah. speak. Yeah. But I still, I mean, I agree with you, but I still think, feel like for a super band as they were, like it still doesn't stick out to me. I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think part of the problem with that is a lot of the stuff they covered. I mean, there's a few hits, but most of it's fairly obscure to like the mainstream listener. Yeah. So it's because they, I mean, you know, they're, they like punk stuff and just, you know, whatever. So there's not really any huge hits on there. Nope. Hair of the Dog, I love that. Will I will never hear that song and not think of the Himalaya at the Greentown Fair. <laughs> uh, going around in circles over and over. Yep. You can, ironically, you could go right next door to that and win in Guns N' Roses beer for your win. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> those little Coke mirrors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know when I, I was a kid. I had no idea. That's what people called them. And I was like, <laughs> they're just cool on my wall. <laughs> I love, yeah. I had a bunch of those things. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Excellent. The people who know what they're for have them on the counters. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that says something good about us, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, excellent job with Guns N' Roses. And next week, we're going to be tackling the new Pearl Jam, which comes out tomorrow, and uh, Nine Inch Nails, which came out today. Nine Inch Nails, obviously, is just an instrumental, but um, two albums worth, lots of music there. So that'll give us a full week to sit with them and come up with some good conclusions for everybody next week. Yeah, and I, of course, have to plug the Nine Inch Nails one. If you haven't gone to nin.com, or seen on any of the social media channels the letter that Trent wrote about the albums. It's really good talking about music connecting people on that one album. He says uh, that Ghost Five together is for when things seem like it might be all okay, might all be okay, and Ghost Six, Locus, well, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and one's a light album, <laughs> one's a dark album. So. I uh, wish you could part. have just downloaded them instead of putting in your information and payment and all that kind of stuff yeah i think that's trackable and they they're getting <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah yeah that's the marketer guy in me says like yeah. hey i'm giving you free you give me your email address <laughs> so yeah and your credit card so. <laughs> all right <clears throat> well that should be good for us for next week and then we've got our challenge looking at uh featuring songs one last reminder before we get off of here metalhead where can we find you at Metalhead Monday on Instagram. T-Bags. Uh, Wanderings and Wool Gathering Facebook page. Sweet. You can find me at Foggy's Pal, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find all of us, the Wanderings and Wool Gathering family, at rock985.com or at SoundCloud or on iTunes. Until next week, we'll see you. Bye now. 